I was their English teacher, pero hindi ako Amerikano. <laughs> Imagine ng mga itsura ng mga parents na nagbabayad ang mahal-mahal ng bayad, di ba? So, ini-introduce kami and then, but then when I was introduced as the English teacher, sabi, their jaw dropped. <laughs> Welcome to Tara Let's Talk Podcast, the show that aims to share a Filipino's perspective on the ironies, the triumph, and the complexities of life. And being a Filipino expat, I'm your host, Belle. I'm Lynette. And ako si Mark. Yeah, grabe po ang aming guest po ngayon. She's a former teacher in the Philippines who migrated to the U.S. She's a global outreach ambassador and lecturer in the English department at the University of Michigan Flint. And she also taught English as a second language at Taiwan Adventist International School. She's much beloved, not just as a teacher, but especially as a wife, a mom, and a grandma. Welcome to the show, Melojean Sawalinski. Welcome! Yeah, Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Ang guapo pala ni Mark. <laughs> Ay, naman Alam ko naman po. <laughs> Be humble. Hey, congratulations, first of all, sa inyo for the uh, concept of this podcast, uh, Tara, Let's Talk. Ang galing naman, di ba? Napakagaling, nakaka-proud. Thank you Thank po. Thank you. First of all, ma'am, magtanong lang ako. What inspired you to be a teacher in the first place? Is this something na parang nung start pa lang, bata pa lang kayo, you wanted to be one, an educator, or it kind of developed as you were growing up? Uh, kind of developed and impacted by the circumstances at the time na nag-decide ako. When I was young, parang feel ko noon, parang gusto ko maging fashion designer kasi yung Yung lagi daw ako nagagawa ng mga paper dolls. But then my mom would always tell me, I want to have a teacher in the family. Yung gusto daw niya talaga maging teacher ako. So I thought naman, sa liit ko kayang ito, ba't naman ako magti-teacher? At saka, there was a time I was really kind of traumatized when I had to grade papers. My fourth grade teacher would ask me to grade papers kasi highest daw ako. So, but I thought that was really hard work. So sabi ko, no, I will never be a teacher. So, but as uh, years, you know, passed, na, um, there was a time that I had to decide to be a teacher. Was there a specific reason, a turning point, or a certain thing that talagang this na magti-teacher ako, parang ganun? Um, kasi, well, I'm married at a very young age, okay? So, I wasn't able to finish my my degree, and at that point, na under 20 pa ako. I had mm-hmm. two kids already, and my my parents had this uh, small business where I'm not sure if you would remember in practical arts where you would be asked to complete a project. You work on a project, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. yung uh, decoration, mm-hmm. like that. Ours was like uh, the closest thing I can think of to associate that with is like when we make embroidery. So our the, the business was like to provide the materials. They are needlework. We had workers to produce the materials, yung needles. And then ako naman, magaling ako mag-drawing. Magaling ko talaga. <laughs> Nagda-drawing ko ng mga cartoon characters and everything. My parents would uh, go to different schools to present, propose to the principals and and then say, ah, oh, you will get a commission sa teachers. So, mag-order yung mga students. But we, my mom and my sister, 
would go to the classrooms and do the demo. So at that time, diba, young mom nga ako, tapos my working husband ko, I had to do something to support him. Uh, so sama-sama ako sa mother ko, and then I did the drawing. Kasi yun may pattern, tapos i-embroider nila. Siyempre, ang school malaki, for example, mga 400 pieces yung order. I had to do a lot of drawing tasks. I would be in the classroom, na-expose ako. So I just remember very specific a school somewhere, ah, nakalimutan ko na, basta dun sa may, uh, it, it's a Catholic school. And then I was mistaken as a student teacher. So sabi nung, ano, ewan ko, anong papel niya doon. So sabi niya, oh, are you the new student teacher? Tapos sabi ko, oh, no, not really. I'm here to do that demonstration. And then when I did that, may naka-observe din si Mrs. Pagsibigan. I really remember her name. She said, I think, I think you will do well as a teacher. Sabi niya gano'n. So, sa pinush niya, sabi ko, I'm married na ako kasi parang mahirap yata mag-teacher. And she said, no, take the exam at Philippine Normal University. And I told her my background sa PNU. Mm-hmm. So, I did take the exam. And then, so I passed the test. So, that was a go signal. And parang, yun nga, yung sign for me na I will pursue that. And I really enjoyed it. Kasi, ano naman ako, parang may creative mindset. Kasi a teaching is an art. So, yun. And then, I really sort of tasted the success in every semester despite my being a, a mother, a wife, and then business partner sa mom ko. So I thought that was good enough for me to pursue that teaching career. And I was really successful. I was a scholar for three years sa school na yun. Yeah, ang mura ng tuition dun kasi scholar ka ng bayan. <laughs> so it was really a great experience until like before even graduating, I was already... Um, offered a position, so I thought that was meant to be for me. That was meant for me. Yeah. So that was my turning point. Sabi nga nila, uh, teaching is not only an art, but it's really a calling daw eh. Yeah, it's a vocation. Ma'am, was teaching the main reason you migrated to the U.S.? I became a widow in 1993. Okay, so a single parent and all that. And then, kasi young nga pa, mga kids ko, so I met this gentleman from our from Michigan uh, through my dad. Na connect kami dun with Al, my husband Al. Now, so he invited us or petitioned all of us, me and my uh, children, to come to Michigan. So he knew then that I was a teacher and I really love my profession. Siguro in the back of his mind, iniisip niya ano kayang gagawin ko when I get to the states. But actually, he was also uncertain kung I would enjoy teaching in the U.S., he was afraid to mention that to me kasi baka maging reason pa yun na ma, maunsya mo yung, ano, yung plan niya na pumunta kami sa U.S. So I was not thinking much. You know naman in the Philippines, the uh, cliche, everybody's dream is to come to the, to the U.S. Yeah. At saka kahit ano namang work dito, my dignity of labor. I really didn't think much about my profession. Ang una-una kong fina-factor in with my moving to the States was we're establishing a family. I have a partner now to mm. help me with raising my kids. Yun lang right. talaga. Personal ang reason kaya ako bunda ng States. But my husband was still uh, thinking, of course, for my own occupation ko. Kasi alam naman niya na <laughs> hindi ako pwedeng nasa house lang. Laging syempre my work. But we cannot really imagine it fully until you are there together. So, 
Yeah, so ang tanong mo if that was a personal reason why I moved to the States, right? It's not for professional reason. But I know I'm a hardworking person and I'm very flexible. Kaya sabi ko, well, I have to tend to my kids first and then pag na-adjust sila, saka ko na-intindi niyo sarili ko. Kasi it was really refreshing na hindi ako mag-relay sa sarili ko lang. My husband will take care of us. So uh, that was not much in my head. But I know I can do things or, well, whatever is going to be presented to me. Did you start teaching right away? No. So uh, I brought with me my certification, my license, and of course, my experience. Mm-hmm. And so, nung dumating ako, so after, ano, I was a little bit uh, restricted with my moving around kasi I realized that I had to learn how to drive first. Kasi walang taxi dun sa ano, area namin, walang bus, mga ganun So anyway, when I would take my kids to school, I kind of, you know, got curious with the uh, setting and all that. They went, they got separated. Two went to a private school and one to a public school. And then my husband said, uh, why don't you start uh, sub-teaching? When you become a, when you would want to be a sub-teacher, maganda din ang sweldo, but they, you will be on call. But you have to have a license pa rin, kahit sub-teaching lang. But the requirement is only for two years of college. So I went to the district uh, to apply for the uh, sub-teaching kasi hindi ka pwedeng ilagay sa classroom kung wala kang license. So that's kind of my reorientation to education. So, so it so happened pa na cousin niya yung isa sa mga tao doon. So make it short, I got the the license. Ano lang naman, basically mga questions and all that. And I presented my transcript. And then, kasi Philippine transcript yun, actually, that's not really official, official. But then I was placed in the classroom for some reason. And then, sabi pa na husband ko, you get to choose where you where you want to sub-teach. So, he was really very tricky kasi sabi niya, I think he wanted to test me kung kaya ko mag... Sabi niya, doon ko sa school na yan, that's, that's a good school. But actually, it's the opposite. It was notorious for having the bad kids. So, I got there. <laughs> Siguro nagulat talaga yung mga bata na culture na shock sa akin kasi walang maraming Asian doon. And so, but what I did, I got the roster, yung list ng names. Linagay ko lahat ng names nila. And then they were, so they were like wondering what I was doing. Gumupo ako sa high chair and I said, you gotta listen to me actively. Sabi ko kasi I speak kind of funny. <laughs> kasi may accent mm-hmm. nga ako. Sabi, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you gonna teach us? Sabi ko So I said, what your teacher has planned for you. But you know what? We can talk all day about the Philippines. I kind of captured their attention kasi something novel, something new for kids. Parang hindi nila matutunan yung kahit kanino pang teacher. And then, what? So what's the deal with our names there? And then I put the cool kids. Ay, gustong gusto nila. And so, from then on, from then on, the teacher would request for me. So then I realized, I think I'll be okay as a teacher here. So professional-wise, my prep was yun, yun sa sub-teaching, in-expose ko man sarili ko, then I tried to have the free, I mean, I yeah, I allowed myself to experience kung okay ba to. And then I sought the advice of the university. They said you have to uh, convert your your transcript to something like in California, you have to pay, you have to pay a lot. Tapos pag nagkaroon na ng US equivalency, you would apply for a teaching licensure exam. And then there's a reading, writing, math component in Tatlumyan. Math, I hate it. Then there was uh, your concentration because English 
and language arts hiwalay yun dito sa state. So I took all the tests na ganun. So fortunately, ang galing ng guessing skills ko yata. <laughs> so I passed the test. And then I tried hard. Yung mga ano, English, English literature, yung ano naman, universal din naman yun. Yung i-analyze mo lang yung uh, literature elements, ibabasahin mo gagal. But the writing part was difficult. I have a few friends who said they had to retake that over and over and over. Kasi ibang writing natin sa Philippines. Kayong language use natin, iba. Iba tayo mag-English kaysa sa standard dito. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Ma'am, uh, you taught sa Taiwan, ma'am, right? Mm-hmm. Was it prior going to the U.S. or nandiyan na kayo sa U.S. when you went to Taiwan? I went to Taiwan in 2008. Mm. Uh, ah, the so, school year 2008-2009. So, I left the Philippines 1997, di ba? Right. So, from the U.S. saka kayo nag-Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So, bali from the Philippines, uh, I obtained my license and uh, my first exposure, uh, my first official uh, teaching job was in an alternative high school. Do you know anything about alternative high school? No. no. So it's just the ex- opposite of an exclusive school. Meaning to say, kasi, first of all, older school yung background ko, all six years at Immaculate Heart, uh, Catholic school. Ito naman the, the opposite. Kasi alternative school is a school for second chance takers. Like yung mga batang uh, na-kick out at the, from the regular school or mga ba- kasi nagkaroon sila ng away na you know, they were suspended or they they were put to jail mga gan- or or they have babies tapos yung school na yung school na yun may, may nursery pa may mga daycare ganun so bali 6 years ako doon as their English teacher imagine yung drastic transition from disciplined kids ay ito naman ay mga artists ay mga sometimes sabihin ko nga sa inyo mga criminal pa yung iba doon so they uh, they had issues mga ganun so 6 years yun. so bali from on older school to that school that's a big change and transition so that kind of um toughened me up mm-hmm. or prepared me for the real world mm-hmm. of teaching here in the US and then after that, this is six years yon, ako doon, and it's a part-time, and then I was encouraged to take my master's. So I went to a uh, university to take classes in the evening for my master's. And then I got tired of like being in a, as a part-time. And besides the students there, I, I feel like I miss the, the ambience of having the spirituality kasi yung as uh, immaculate diva we have prayers yeah. and we have yeah. all the spiritual uh, components or elements so sabi ko parang gusto kong mag ano in an atmosphere na free ako mag-express ng religion ko mm-hmm. or I mean mm-hmm. ng beliefs ko so there was an opportunity for me and it and second it's a mission based uh, opportunity yung yung school sa Taiwan but I was surprised when I got there, actually. Kasi ang mentality ko ng mission-based ay uh, impoverished country, yung ma- mahirap, gano'n-gano'n. Yung pala, first world country ang Taiwan. And in fact, the school is called Taiwan Adventist International School. So we were the pioneer teachers. So we served uh, the 
affluent families, children mm-hmm. of affluent families. Talagang mga super mga mayayaman sila. So, English, for them to learn English, lalo silang naging elitista. Religious-based yung school na yun, mission-based. Pero ginagamit yung English as a tool to get to the spiritual side. Okay. Yeah. So, pero lahat ng teachers na, na recruit nila, Amerikano lahat. And I was their English teacher, pero hindi ako Amerikano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, imagine ng mga itsura ng mga parents na nagbabayad ang mahal-mahal ng bayad, di ba? So, ini-introduce kami and then, eh, sa Walensky naman apelido ko. So, syempre, right. nakikita nila, oh, sa Walensky and then Amerikano has mag- But then, when I was introduced as the English teacher, sabi, their jaw dropped, like, parang, ah, and ganun, di ba? Parang na-underestimate ako. Syempre, ikapa eh, lang pala natin to Asia, parang ganun ang feeling. But oh, it only took, like, probably a week or so, oh no, maybe more than that, or, yeah, they would be calling their kids kasi naka-dorm ang mga kids, naka-boarding school yun. And in addition to that, let me just add, kasi my husband had to go with me kasi yun talaga ang policy. And he was also the, te- the teacher. So, bali, boys din siya. In other words, we didn't only work on their academic English acquisition uh, needs, but we also worked with their sort of like a family uh, set up kasi wala yung parents nila, kasi ganun sila. Parang ginalagay na lang sa school yung responsibility to the, on the teachers. So that was kind of my experience. And so it added to my, uh, a different dimension to my teaching. Kasi, kumbaga, kinumbine ko yung Philippine background and then U.S. background. It was six years in the Philippines. And then my six years in the U.S. And then... Uh, to go to Taiwan to serve international students. Kasi international sila eh, from uh, Korea, mm-hmm. ganun, from basta iba-iba. Um, so medyo nag, naging, na, like I said, it added texture or dimension to my way of teaching and looking at things. So I think that really strengthened my my conviction na teaching is really my my passion. And kasi nag, kasi uh, I, I, I don't know how to say this, pero sa dami ng teachers doon, kaming mag-asawa yung parang sabi ng anak ko kanina kasi she was with us too. She was our student. Parang she really looked at us like you were really the favorite ones. Parang ganon. So very accomplished naman kami doon. But we only had to stay for one year kasi my husband's dad passed away. So we had to come back to the US. But if I had to uh, decide or make the choice I would have right. stayed longer kasi magandang pay doon. Tapos yung, yung, yung environment namin, parang resort. Mm-hmm. Ang ganda-ganda talaga. Everything is provided, free lahat. Pati phone mm-hmm. namin, kotse, lahat wow. yun. American curriculum yung ginamit namin. And then, uh, we've also followed the Chinese calendar. So, bali, maraming bakasyon. And it's re- yeah, it was really fun. It was good for me. So, yun ang international uh, background ko. So that's why when I came back to the U.S., there was an opportunity that opened up for me to teach at the university naman ng international students. Kaya ako na-affiliate na sa U of M, lahat ng mga university teaching the international students. Yan. Yun ang journey. Um, what other adjustment po did you do or did you have to make in your teaching style? when you first taught it there in the U.S. due to uh, cultural differences? Mainly yung my classroom expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Philippines, 
I didn't have to make a lot of adjustments because fresh from college, whatever uh, training we had, applicable right away, diba? Mm-hmm. So, yung classroom expectation and then yung yung processes, uh, processing ng mga ng learning. But in the US, so dun sa alternative school na yun, grabe ang drastic talaga yung changes dun. Kasi, yung lesson planning sa Philippines, detailed, grabe si Miss, si Miss Bula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, I was very uh, blessed actually na na-train kami under tutelage kay uh, Miss um, Valdez at mm-hmm. Miss Bula. Kasi pagdating ko sa US, wow, sabi ko napaka-easy naman ito. May mga laptop pa kami, may yung mga technology assisted lahat yung pag-grade, pag-lesson plan, hindi ganun ka-detail. So that was the adjustment I had to make in a good way, maganda, mm-hmm. di ba, to my advantage. Mm-hmm. But then classroom expectations, like I said, huge yung uh, adjustment kasi sa unang-una pa lang, like yung switching of classrooms, if I recall it right, alam nyo yun na we are the ones going to the classrooms, yes. coming into the yeah. classrooms, correct? Yeah. And then everybody, the Philippines, Philippines, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to illustrate the adjustment. So the Philippines, the teachers would go classroom to classroom and when you come in, mandatory mga bata, they would stand up and say, good morning. But here, they are the ones coming into the classroom. So I feel like I have to be the one greeting them. And then the, the second is, yung the way they address me kasi at the school the first school that I've been referring to na yun ang first school school sa US the way they, they address their teacher by their first name so mm-hmm. I felt really very uneasy about that well when I uh, actually at the interview they uh, asked me about that sabi what, how do I feel being uh, called by my first name di sabi ko oh my word a interview on panel pa. Sabi kong ganun, oh, I don't mean to disrespect your practice. Apparently, it's working well. Kaya lang, I, but in my culture, it's really very awkward for me to be called by my first name by a child mm-hmm. or, or by someone, a minor. For example, sabi ko, even our neighbor in the Philippines, they will say, uh, ate, manang, tita, missus, ganun, ma'am. Uh, and so, sabi ko, I really cannot allow that. Sabi ko, ganun. But I, the risk na sinabi ko yun. So, oh, what do you mean, tita? I said, tita means, you know, aunt or an older person. Oh, I see. So, if we hire you, are you okay with uh, being addressed by tita? I said, yes. I said, that's much better than ganun. So, uh, make it short, di ba, in, inano nila ako, hinire nila ako. So, my name tag dun sa classroom ko, tita. Hindi yung Melogene. Sabi ko, I cannot imagine myself being called by my first name. So, nandibago ako doon. That's another adjustment. And then their uh, use of language. Medyo may, may profanity yung mga bata. Eh, like, loose talaga yung mga tang nila sa mga classroom. So, I really had to put it in my syllabus. Sabi ko, my classroom is a swear-free zone. Walang swearing sa classroom ko. Kaya, they kind of adjusted to it. I think I made a... Uh, um, an impact on them na hindi pala dapat tayong, you know, be, be very conscious of the language that we use and ganun. At saka yung, ini-explain ko syempre bakit tita, ganun-ganun. So na, na, yun, nag-a-adjust kami sa ganun. Like, I had to adjust in that uh, regard. Tapos yung eating in the classroom, uh, uniforms, naninibago ako when kids just come to school na 
ano yung tawag doon naka yung mga t-shirt lang kim t-shirt or yeah oh yo yung mga ganong pag summer di ba sa atin sana talaga tayo naka-uniform no matter what my kids went to immaculate too so sabi ko but can you to grabe para bang no respect kasi parang i think your clothing goes with the yeah. your demeanor yeah hirap ako doon sa adjustment ko I think I went uh, along with them. Uh, fine naman. Wala naman masyadong uh, problema doon. Yun lang naman sa school na yun, yung tita. Uh, I, at the university, I am addressed as Mrs. Zawalinski, uh, Professor Zawalinski. Mrs. Z. Mrs. Z pala ako. Is there any other challenging behaviors po na you encounter from your students different from in the Philippines? is say from a an all girls school exclusive all girls school to a co-ed school um there was this situation i call it my adam story so let me just share this is a 12th grader no in a classroom of uh, about 16 lang sila and then about nine of those kids were um young moms and then see this guy for some reason about five minutes before the bell sabi niya uh tita If I give you $100, uh, will you give me a sponge bath? Para nagulat ako. Did I hear that right? Sponge bath or SpongeBob? Because mm-hmm. SpongeBob was popular at popular the time. Popular during the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I didn't want to uh, jump into uh, accusing him and getting mad, you know, because I wasn't really sure. But everybody was quiet. So I know there was a tone uh, make maliciousness in sinabi niya. So I said, do I look like I'm desperate for $100, first of all? And then he said, no. And I said, then why did you ask me that question? Because I wanted to clear what the question was. Then I said, why did you ask me that? And then he said, um, because you're attractive. Then he kind of looked down. And then I was like fixing the attendance sheet, trying to think really fast what I should do. So I just said, okay, hang on. Um, I need to talk to you after the bell rings. Kasi may five minutes silang passing eh. Oo, oh, oh, gumanon yung iba. Quiet sila lahat. And then, what I did, I, yung break na yun, I, did, I went to the, uh, across the hall, yung counselor. So I said, Nancy, uh, this is what he said. Are you sure? What did he say? Like that. So I gave her the scenario for her to decide what the context was. Sabi niya, oh my goodness, we have to call his recruiter. Yung pala, yung See, si Adam was a at that time graduating, de ba? Pero ano siya recruit siya ng Air Force, so he's really closely monitored. At sa kamera siya tinatawag na PO, probationary officer, kasi lahat ngayon sila may mga issues. Call his um, PO, and then I'll call his recruiter, and then call the office. Nako iyak siya ng iyak, and then. Uh, naging ano yun naging tribunal meeting we had kasi obviously parang sexual harassment so parang discrimination na ignorance what i did when i went home tinanong ko yung husband ko my husband is a former cop and then my son at that time teenager na rin si Nafler. so yun nga sabi oh he just wanted to be funny but not at my expense so make it short yung batang yun we had to decide sa board kung pag-graduatein o na or not ay eh, sabi ko naman ka, nakakaawa naman kung hindi pag-graduatein wag na lang mag-march hindi siya inalaw mag-march and you know from that time yung, yung day na yon hindi na siya inalaw to go back to come back to the school kasi 
yung ginawa niya parang violation maski sa work bawal yun eh yung mga ganyan-ganyan and then it will send a message to the whole school kung pinalusot siya the others will copy and might even top it with another weird comment so mas mabuti na yung inaksyonan namin na no you cannot walk to your kasi walk ang tawag yung nagmamarch on your graduation day but you can receive your diploma if you finish all your ano kasi parang so i pointed that out or used that story you know that's really unusual kasi had i not thought in that kind of school hindi ko talaga ma hindi ko siguro may experience yung ganung you know kasi hindi ko may experience sa philippines yun dito lang so yun yun ang i think w- was huge for me and in fact uh, to this day until today hindi ko makalimutan talaga scenario yun kasi kung sa workplace yun kumbaga magiging delegate siya or ambassador siya ng US pupunta siya ng ibang bansa for being um in the military diba kasi diba right. ni-recruit siya mm-hmm. so I don't know what they did to his status, but what I heard naman, kahit pa paano, napatuloy niya pa rin maging military siya. Kasi I would really, it's hard for me to forgive myself na I would be the cause for his failure yeah. to move on with life because of that. But we have to give him a mm-hmm. lesson. Mm-hmm. Recently, there are a lot of news regarding yung shootings sa schools. How do you feel about this? Okay, so yung shootings, Uh, that's really uh, very timely kasi recently lang nitong last, nung December, right in our own state, sig- siguro Mabel knows this uh, sa Oxford. Yeah, I know that. So my personal take on this, I at first I was tempted to think na uh, current times, that time is getting bad or worse, uh, nagiging more violent ang mga bata, pero hindi eh. If I recall uh, correctly, Pagdating ko sa US, yung Columbine shooting, dito yun, sa, I don't yun sa Colorado. Uh, in fact, dun sa writing prompt ko sa exam, yun ang sinight ko na current event na, sa, na connected sa, pag, sa pagtuturo. So, ibig sabihin, from 1997 to this point, nandyan na naman ang shooting. Hindi naman tubago, hindi naman, ano eh, it doesn't go along with the time. It just gets maybe worse kasi nag-expose sila sa violence, di ba? Right. Uh, I think... Ito personal ko lang talaga, assessment. And I was discussing with Carla. Uh, it's more on culture uh, base, in my opinion. Kasi nowhere in the corner, anywhere in the world na a mass shooting or a violence would happen in the classroom. Ang mga cultures na natin, ng, ng Africa, even in the Middle East, the classroom is where you are supposed to be learning mm. and not playing with guns. You know, mm-hmm. it should not be a very democratic and free place. There is a structure. Kasi wala akong naririnig ng mga ganyang eksena sa ibang country maliban dito sa US and not bashing yeah. US. There's easy access to guns. Kasi, kasi nga, free mm-hmm. world. And mm-hmm. then the parents can model for their kids na hey, we have the right to do this and do that. So, ngayon, I blame it on culture kasi medyo free sila nagawin yun. And then, plus, mm-hmm. there is also the factor, uh, the element on, um, nabuboard sila. Wala silang sense of uh, making use of your time wisely. And so, culturally, I think uh, only in the US na ganun. 
And plus, ito pa pala, ang presence ng teacher is almost regarded like parang police ang teacher sa ibang culture, mm-hmm. di ba? Mm-hmm. Authority eh. Dito, hindi. Iba ang, parang hindi na siya ganun ka, yung level ba ng respect sa presence ng teacher na, oy dapat behave tayo, may admi, ganun, hindi. Sometimes you would hear or read news na a parent would complain about a teacher kasi may sinabi yung estudyante. And instead of like talking to the teacher first, parang di need disrespect in teacher. And I would think na that doesn't happen much in the Philippines. Kasi in the Philippines, pag nag-complain yung bata, they would think na anong ginawa mo? Why did your teacher get upset at you? Pero dito iba. Parang ini-enable pa nung parents yung bata eh. Instead of um, sawayin or ano, pagalitan. Tama. In, i-inbis na investigahan, you know, uh, i-investigate, hindi eh, kaagad isa-side nila yon yung, yung anak nila. So, syempre, uh, na, nagkakaroon ng uh, mindset yung bata na, oh, I can do anything. So, hindi naman lahat, ano, it's not everybody, it doesn't apply to everybody, pero in general, yun ang nakita ko, parang, uh, culturally cultural parang may pagka-cultural ang ang issue ng shooting sa akin that's how i personally see it mamelogen in one of our episodes we talked about when you migrate to a different country you are forced kumbaga to reinvent yourself eh. you're not the same person as you were when you left so you talked about yung mga behaviors or the adjustments that you had to make when you started teaching here in the U.S. compared to Philippines. But how has becoming a teacher here in the U.S. and in Taiwan affected you or changed your view about yourself and your profession? Sort of a validation that I can really be flexible and be able to adapt and uh, much more uh, resourceful. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of strange because sa Philippines, uh, we use mainly yung blackboard, mga, di ba? And then the paper, uh, everything is hard copy like that. So, uh, to me, parang uh, before, I really would just stay or avoid anything about math. Uh, I like technology, but then I feel like now I... Feel like I'm okay with that, and I feel happy or or accomplished. Now I can adapt to the use of technology, and in fact, I feel now um, I have discovered more of my skills. <laughs> and then I realized that teaching is universal. It, it doesn't have boundaries. If you really go with your passion, regardless of your background your belief your, your beliefs your physical stature whatever if you allow that to propel you to keep doing what you really care about yeah or love or passionate about i think uh in my experience i have uh created a mark in my profession for example no yung yung na nakasama ko yung mga authors ng book that I used to use at our school. Like, for example, si Larson. That was just a book. And then 
the book was published in a certain publishing company that I was just looking at, you know, when I was a college student. And then imagine nagpipresent kami and then she was there in my audience. And then Mr. Falls, Keith Falls from Florida, he sat there through my presentation. And, and then after that, he, he emailed me and said, I really enjoyed that infographics wow. topic you presented. I it even gives me goosebumps right now. So wow, that's really very inspiring, you know. And then so Jolene, my my close friend, colleague friend, ito kami opposite talaga. Shas, napakatol, Americana, blonde, malaki, ganun. But we really get along very well and we we kind of um boost each other up. And so she told me. Melody, you're really special. So, like she would tell me. Because I said, why would you ask me to go co-present with you? So, nai-erase yung thinking na, oh, madidiscriminate lang ako. Mm-hmm. Hindi yung naging right. true sa akin. I mean, honestly, it's really, really a, a good feeling ano, sa, sa ganun, over the, the years. Mm-hmm. So, with all the adjustments, with all the uh, combination mm-hmm. of my experiences and skills that I have developed, through the different exposures and different ages. I mean, I have taught preschool, dif- uh, preschool to university, university, and even master students. Yung gamut ng range ng mga age level that really fortified my or forged my um, profession in teaching. So I realized ko de- re- despite sa ating mga challenges, uh, I think we could make it if you just keep moving forward and it's not to say no walang challenges of course meron yeah yeah this is something that we didn't add in the intro i read the news about you that in 2012 you coordinated a fashion show where your international students represented their native countries and gave them a real glimpse of what it is like in other country kumbaga yung culture ng iba and in this news article you quoted Sabi niyo po, what they see on TV or hear about is so often much different than reality. I find that very inspiring and very true. Ma'am, what can you tell young teachers, especially in the Philippines or students na are scared to come here kasi iba yung culture? Well, what advice I could tell them is that they have to keep in mind that teaching is a just like taking care of patients or nursing like that is really universal. So they should not limit themselves. They should not be intimidated. Uh, if they have that passion just and the resources, and even if they don't have the resources, I take that back. They, they go forward with their passion. Kasi, and even the, the children or the students, learners are... When I say universal, it means it encompasses, you know, the human experiences. Eh, meron ka rin naman nun. Walang ano, nawala sila. You have the, the passion, the kindness, di ba? And then if you're provided, of course, you will be provided with the tools, especially if you are trained from a um, third world country scenario. Mas lalo kang prepared. Like I said, ano pinagbaga sa akin when I, after... You know, teaching at Immaculate and after being trained at PNU, pagdating ko, ano ba sinasabi nilang mahirap dito? Dali-dali na nga lang eh, kasi it would come easy. So for the young teachers, teaching is 
uh, universal. Uh, kids have a universal attitude and responses to you. So anong ibibigay mo, they will respond uh, accordingly. So go for it if you feel that you have that um, uh, innate interest in, in teaching. And don't be intimidated. Don't restrict yourself. There will always be uh, an opportunity and a resolution for any challenges, I think. Yeah. Ma'am, um, is there anything that you want to share to everybody that we didn't ask you? Uh, I think um, I was I was just going to show you this. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a quote. Can you see it? What it says? Little hardcore is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you think I mean by that? A little hardcore is good. Para, para sa akin, ma'am, ano eh. Uh, Ako naman magtanong, you know? Follow your passion. Tapos, mm-hmm. um, don't let, well, don't let anyone tell you otherwise what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parang believe in yourself. So, oh, yeah. Ganda rin yan. Do what mm-hmm. you do. Parang ganyan. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that, that's, uh, for me, that's what I think when you showed me the quote. So, yun yung sa akin. I was just about to ask that, that if you have any, kasi here we love to give our quotes by the end of the episode mm-hmm. what if that is a quote you live by no that's not really <laughs> a, a quote that i live by i just so happen sitting here and then i noticed that i noticed that i said wow that's really kind of a kind of something for you to think yeah. about because yung hardcore it can be in different contexts diba so to me hardcore is uh, a pressure diba because when you are given a pressure it toughens you up and it gives you the opportunity to think. So, hindi yung puro easy lang, hindi hardcore. Eh, di ba, minsan pagka-hardcore, eh, talagang yung mga tough, tough ones. Ganun ang kailangan natin sa life. Kasi, siguro kung hindi ako naging byuda, eh, yun ang hardcore, hard part doon, eh, di ba, hindi ako magiging protective sa mga anak ko, hindi ako mag-work harder, mga ganun-ganun. At saka, here, di ba, it, sounded like it was kind of easy for me to accomplish things. But I should say there were uh, difficult times. For example, uh, at a meeting, kasi alam mo naman, di ba, lalo na yung natayo, na nandito tayo sa abroad, may mga humor sila na hindi natin gets kasi yung yung mga idioms, yung mga language, ano, pinagtatawa na, tapos nahuhuli ka na. Then uh, you, feel, you feel stupid. So sabi ko, <laughs> ay, kailangan ko palang i-search up yun, mga ganun-ganun. So, yun yung mga part na kailangan, English teacher ako, kailangan alam ko to, mga ganyan-ganyan. Kasi, hindi porke uh, nag, may degree na tayo or uh, may specialty na tayo ng ganito, hindi natin, uh, hindi tayo makakasiguradong alam natin lahat. You know? And so, if we are put in a hard uh, spot, nag- nag nagaano tayo nag uh, ginagamit natin yung utak natin ng even more yeah so i don't have a um definite quote that i live by but i always like the it's a bible script that is like for in first peter 5 7 uh cast all your care upon him for he careth for you because life can really get tough and hard you know mm. but then when the burden is so heavy so you have to have some source of power na makukuhanan. Mm-hmm. 
thank you for sharing all your inputs to us. We learned a lot from you. And I'm sure our listeners yep. learned a lot from you. And sana yung mga teachers out there in the Philippines and the student would not be scared. And like ma'am, she was able to adopt and very successful na siya in her career right now. Thankful din ako for this opportunity. So, thank you for inviting welcome me. Welcome po. You're most welcome. And that's it for today. Thank you to all our listeners. Yes, uh, don't forget to give us a rate on Spotify or Apple iTunes. And also leave us a comment and like on our Facebook and Instagram page. It's a wrap, guys. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Bye. Bye. Bye.